if you're standing with me, grab your Bibles. They'll put it on the screen. 2 Kings chapter number 4. 2 Kings chapter number 4. I'm going to share with you, for many of you, a familiar story. But today we're going to dive in and we're going to just let the Lord speak to us this morning. We're going to go through a large portion of Scripture this morning with you. Uh, So please bear with me. I want to begin, uh, I think we'll begin in verse number 17, and we'll come back to the others and uh, we will catch up. But let's begin to lay a foundation this morning. 2 Kings chapter number 4, verse number 17. Let me say before I get into the word, because I don't feel like I'll have time to do this once I start, but it is so good to have all of you in the house of the Lord, but especially a few people that's in this room today I want to acknowledge, and that is my nephew. Danny and his lovely wife, Ashley. God bless you. I'm honored that you're in the house with us this morning, as well as I look over here and Vonnie. I love you. And and your your precious husband that I don't know real well, but I've crossed paths. And it's so good to have you in the house of the Lord with us this morning. And uh, can we give them a hand this morning? God is good. Amen. All right. Anybody ready for the word? Are you ready? I want you to be ready this morning because I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go this morning. Is that all right? So I told you if you come back this Sunday, it'd be a little better than last Sunday. All right. So I won't. I'm not trimming no trees this morning. All right. So uh, I'm just going to just encourage you in the word of the Lord. If the if the Lord will help me today, it says, and the woman conceived and bare a son at the season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his fathers, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head and my head. And he said to the lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Somebody said, yeah, I thought you said you was going to encourage us. Just, just stay with me for a few moments, all right? Verse 21, it says, and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. For a few moments this morning, I want to talk to us about it's time to run. It's time to run. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. When we look at this passage of Scripture, let me give us just a little backstory so that we can grab a hold of the story that we read together. We know if you was to go back up to around verse number 8 of this chapter, you will find that it was a particular day and there was a place called Shunem and the prophet Elisha begins to come and pass through this area and we know this that there was a lady there that she called him or beckoned him to come and to eat at her table and uh, she then we find when you begin to really dive into this you find that she did not just give him one invitation, but we find that as he would often go that way, he would sit at her table. 
And then there was a private conversation that occurred with her and her husband. And she simply said, I perceive that this is a man of God and that we should prepare a place for him on the wall. And they prepared a room and they put a table there, a bed there, a lamp there. And this says as often as he would come, he would turn in and he would sit at their table and he would rest there. And we know that this is something that continued to happen. But after a while, tell your neighbor, say after a while, after a while, he, he said in verse number 13, he he, he said, you've been so careful for us. I mean, you've, you've taken good care of us. You've, you, you've been so kind and gracious, and you've, been, you've showed such hospitality. What is it that we can do for you? And, and he sent his servant, Gehazi, and she came, and she stood in the door, and she said, I, I, don't, I don't need anything. He said, you want me to speak? good on your behalf to the king or what is it that you really desire and she said I, I don't really desire anything so she walks away and he says what is it that we can do and his servant said well she doesn't have a son and her husband is old I don't know why he had to put that part in there for just you know but he's just old it's it's always the guy's fault I guess and you know but uh, we find that she uh she comes back and he says, listen, about this time, according to the time of life, you're going to have a son. And she said, don't lie to me. And uh, we find that in our reading that according to the time of life, as the prophet had said unto her, that she did bring forth a son. But then we know that after about a lot of scholars, those that are smarter than me, they say probably a 10 to 12 year period had passed. And this little baby is no longer a baby, but now he's a lad and he goes out into the field and he's there with his father and he says, my head, my head. Some believe he may have got too hot, had a sunstroke, whatever. I, I have no idea. All I know is what the Bible says that he wasn't in a good place. So he said, take him to his mama and they placed her in her lap and she held him and at noonday he took his last breath and life exit out at him. And she's sitting there with this gift that God had given. And we find that looks like everything is falling apart. And she takes this child and lays him on the bed of the prophet. And then she runs to her husband and says something that's really bizarre. Give me a young man. Give me a beast. I've got to run to the man of God. For a few moments today, I want to tell somebody in this room, doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what it feels like. Doesn't matter how many lies have been spoken. It doesn't even matter how factual, how truthful it may even look at the moment. None of that matters. But this is an hour and a time to run. And today, can I tell you, if we can get somebody to run, we can begin to see something change. This is a story that has been used throughout history to encourage individuals to trust in the Lord. I'm reminded of what 
the psalmist wrote, he said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Has anybody in this room ever tasted and seen that he is good? Can I tell you today, he, this story brings great encouragement, but there's, there's some things in it that I'd like to pull from it today that I believe is a biblical truth so that we might experience in this moment a wind of resurrection power at this very moment in history. We don't have to look very far until we find that there's a lot of people that needs a touch from the Lord this morning. There's a lot of sickness. There's a lot of disease. There's a lot of uncertainty. But can I tell you, God's still God this morning. And we know very little about the individuals in this story with the prophet Elisha. But here's a few things that we do know that we can glean from today. We know that this lady is identified as a great lady. And we find that she lived in Shunem. So these are some practical things that we know. And as I said a moment ago, we, I believe it's safe to say that she was a lady of compassion and hospital, uh, of hospitality because we find how she treated the man of God. But I also believe that this is a lady that had to a certain level a gift of discernment by the Holy Spirit of God. Because when she began to have that conversation with her husband in verse 9 and 10, she said, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. What she realized is this, there's something unique and there's something different. And I, I, if he's going to be in our area, I want him to be in our house. Can I tell you that if God's moving in the earth, I want him to move in the earth where I'm at. <laughs> I, you know, I'm thankful for the moves of God wherever and, and across the globe. But if this Holy Spirit is doing something new, I want him to do it in my presence. Because can I tell you, I, I'm thankful for yesterday's manna. And I'm thankful for the water that came out of the rock yesterday. But how many knows I need to eat today and I need to drink today because it, it, it's wonderful yesterday. Man, I had, I had some good food yesterday, but I'm going to eat some good food today too, Lord willing. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the natural realm, we, we understand uh, the value of it. But sometimes in the spiritual realm, we think, well, we can just eat occasionally or we, we can just do it when it's convenient. But can I tell you, we need a spirit man that's alive and well and walking in strength and power and the authority of God today. And she said, if, if, if he, he's who I think he is, he needs to be with us. And after all of this had been completed, we find that this little chamber she built, he came and he was there continually. But on this particular day, there began to be a prophetic word given to her and we see it begins to flourish. And you could actually say it in this manner, it was her miracle child. It was her miracle baby. And we find that how many of those babies change everything? You know, children change everything, but grandchildren change everything. You know, I know this lady was happy because she had a baby, but she, I don't know how she acted when she got grandbabies, but I just know how things are. I love my kids, and, but I'd probably took my grandkids before my kids. But no, I'm just kidding, but not really. But yeah, I am to a certain degree. But the thing is, is that my, but when you get those children in the, 
in the room, it, it changes everything. You know, I, I was really trying to finish for tonight, but then little Jackson comes around the corner and, and his mama had enough nerve to ask me a question like this this morning. Is it okay if he comes in here? Why would you ask a question like that? That, that is my grandson. He, he, he don't need an invitation. He's always welcome. But it brings life to the room. It brings joy to the room. And for 10, 12 years, this lady, her house, her environment is full of life. And all of a sudden, it seems like her miracle or her blessing, her joy, now in a moment of time, is gone. Now... It'd be real easy to call in the mourners, be real easy to call in the musicians and just do what tradition says. It says it's over. No reason to celebrate anymore. No reason to be excited anymore because that which God gave me is no longer filled with life. It's over. I'm going somewhere. Just stay with me this morning. She who had desired and had never had a child receives this word and she brings forth a child, but now this child is stripped from her. But she says, bring me a beast and bring me a young man so that I might run after the man of God. We find that she went as far as to respond to her husband because he said, where in the world are you going to find him? You don't even know where he's at. It's not a Sabbath day. It's not new moon. You don't even know where this guy is. And she says this, it shall be well. They've sung all over this message today, but I want to preach in just a moment soon as I get through my introduction because can I tell you there was something in that moment that began to be released and it is something that is given to every man every woman and that is this a measure of faith she in this moment when she looked at everything that was going on she said, I'll see it, but I don't accept it. And it shall be well. It says in chapter 4, verse number 24, that then she saddled the, the beast and went with her servant. And she said, drive hard, go forward. Don't slack your riding because of me and except I bid you. What she's simply saying is this, run as fast as you can unless you hear me falling off screaming because we got to get somewhere and we got to get somewhere quick. And you find that upon their running forward, get this, this is amazing to me. She has no idea where she's going. She has no idea where the man of God is, but she comes to Mount Carmel and she sees the man of God. And while she's yet a great way off, notice the man of God looks up and he sees her. And notice he tells his servant in verse number 26, he says, I want you to run now to her. And I want you to say these words to her. Is it well with thee? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? 
in that moment, he realized that the Lord had kept something from him. And he didn't know quite what it was, but he said, let's figure out what's going on. Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And notice how she answers now. She didn't say it shall be well, but she says it is well. And she said, it is well, because I sincerely believe this. This is just how my mind works. I believe that that measure of faith that she released and activated when she left her boy laying on the prophet's bed, that it began to awaken, it began to grow. And when she saw the man of God, she said, I surely know that God is leading me because he is here where I'm at. Anybody remember any testimonies of those that was before us that would say, before they had GPS, before they had cell phones, they'd say, say, hey, Johnny, come here, take me down. I, I got to I gotta go somewhere. Well, where are we going? I don't know, but we got to go somewhere. And so they began to drive. Okay, turn here. Then no turn there. Now go here. Go up to that house and they would get there and who they needed to see was sitting there. That's called being led by the Spirit of God. And can I tell you, there's nothing that builds your faith by seeing God orchestrate and take and lead you in the path. And we find that she's there and she says, you know what? It's not going to be well, but it is well because I'm right where I need to be right now. And we find that she says, she, and when you go through this story, we find that it says it is well. And one may ask, how do you know that this was an action of faith? Can I tell you this morning, I, I want you to understand when she began to make a decision to begin to run, she began to set in motion the miracle working power of God that was needed to bring back life to that which she loved. And I find, and you say, but how do you know that wasn't just an act of desperation? How do you know that just wasn't something else? If you go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and read when you, and that's the faith chapter, and you know what goes down through there. It says, by faith, this one accomplished this, and by faith, this one accomplished that. But then you get down to about 32 through 35. It says, and, and, I, and time would fail me to tell you about how Gideon did his thing, and how Samson did his thing, and how David did his thing, and how Samuel did his thing. But then you get to verse number 35. It says, and women receive their dead raised to life again. I sincerely believe that she's one of those women that is referenced in that moment uh, because it was by faith uh, that her son was about to experience resurrection life. Uh, see, we see in the ending of this event, and I believe that we should encourage all of us today, is that when the man of God saw her and he asked her the question, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And, and she says, it is well uh, but then he realized the demeanor of how she approached him he realized something wasn't right and and then he begins to say and she begins to address it did I not tell you and he said and she begins to talk about her son and he says to Gehazi he said take my staff which is a picture of his testimony he said run don't let anybody disturb you but run lay this thing up on him uh, and you know and she grabs a hold of the garment of the man of God and says I will not leave thee you can send him if you want uh, you can send your testimony if you want uh, but you're going with me because uh, I know uh, in what I need today and I know that it's not in yesterday's uh, testimony or yesterday's anointing uh, but I know what you're walking with and I know what you possess uh, and I need that in my house again 
He said, you can take yesterday's all you want, but you're going to go with me or I'm not leaving you. And when you read through the story, you find that he goes with her uh, and he walks into the house. And the Bible tells us uh, that when he went in, he saw this boy laying on his bed uh, and it very clearly says that he was dead. But notice what happens. He goes up and lays up on him, puts his hands upon his hands, his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, uh, and on he stretched himself upon him. And all of a sudden, uh, we find that it says, and the flesh of the child began to wax warm. But then he got up and he returned and he began to walk to and fro in the house. Uh, and then he went up and he laid on him again. Uh, and you find in verse number 35 uh, that when he reached and stretched himself upon him, the child sneezed seven times uh, and the child opened up his eyes. Uh, and then we find uh, that he then presents him uh, to his mother. Now, what does all of this mean? That's not even my message this morning. That's a long introduction. Uh, but I, I did all of that to get to this little five-minute message this morning. I need you to hear the word of the Lord today. Uh, this is not a time to sit down uh, and begin to mourn, uh, but this is an hour to stand up uh, and begin to run. Uh, I don't know what has been laid in your arms uh, that has taken its last breath. Uh, I don't know what that thing is that appears to no longer be what you knew it to be. Uh, it might be a marriage. It might be a career. It might be your health. Uh, it might be your uh, financial security. Uh, it might be the things you see happening in your nation. Uh, it might have something to do with your children or your grandchildren uh, or your church or your ministry. Uh, but here's what I do know. Uh, we are in a moment uh, in which many things are covered in darkness and clothed in uncertainty. Uh, and the smell of death uh, is in the atmosphere. Uh, many of the most brilliant minds of our day uh, are filled with worry and anxiousness. Uh, national leaders of many nations across the globe today uh, are on, on edge because of the dramatic shift uh, in the conversation that has taken place uh, over the last three years. Uh, meaning this, three years ago, uh, nuclear was never talked about, but we're on the brink of everybody pushing for it. Uh, can I tell you, uh, there is such unrest among us uh, at levels that we have never known in our lifetime. Uh, men are looking for somebody to lead them, uh, but yet it appears that there's a lack of courage uh, for anybody to stand up and be counted. Uh, we are beginning to witness such fear and uncertainty uh, that there is men that know uh, things are getting ready to change drastically, uh, and they are trying to distance themselves. Uh, therefore, we're seeing resignations from people that would never have resigned before, uh, and we're seeing it at an all-time fashion, uh, which brings me to this understanding this morning. Uh, there is no greater time uh, for us to release the measure of faith uh, that has been given to us uh, by our Heavenly Father uh, and begin to run towards Him. Uh, we are not the first to ever uh, have to deal with the pronouncement of death, uh, but it is in this season, uh, as this has been reminded, uh, can I remind you uh, that our Father is not just the creator of all things, uh, but He is uh, 
still the one that has the power of the resurrection anointing of God. Okay, I remind us today, it does not matter what it may look like. It doesn't matter what the pronouncement may be. But there is one who is still almighty, all power, and all authority. And it's not Buddha. It's not Muhammad. It's not any other than Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Can I tell you, forgive me for being a little excited this morning, but can I tell you, there is still a tomb in Jerusalem that has a sign in it that says he's not here. But can I tell you, I know where he is this morning. He is sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. So therefore, if he's there, then his promise must be true. He said, if I go away, then I will come again and receive you unto myself. However, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send he the Holy Ghost and he will dwell inside of you. And that same resurrection anointing power that resurrected him will resurrect inside of you and me. Can I tell you today, we're about to see something happen. I'm preaching against hell this morning, but that's all right. I'm going to get through. Uh, just give me a little bit more time. Uh, can I tell you, uh, Martha and Mary uh, was sitting together. Uh, there's weeping and crying. Uh, oh, if Jesus would have been here, Brother Larry, uh, our brother would not have died. Uh, but after four days been in that old tomb, uh, Jesus is coming. Uh, Martha uh, is sitting there. Uh, she's just saying, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, Mary's saying, what are we going to do? Uh, all of a sudden Jesus is coming uh, Mary sat still in the house uh, but Martha got up uh, grabbed her garment uh, ran outside the city and said Jesus uh, if you would have been here uh, my brother would not have died uh, but I know that even now while you're here uh, that there is nothing that's impossible to you uh, and she simply said listen uh, I am present uh, and she says I know you're here uh, but she didn't quite have all the understanding uh, and she said something like this uh, I know that in that great glorious day uh, that my brother will rise again uh, but Jesus stopped her and said listen uh, Martha you, you got to remember something uh, I'm not just your savior uh, I'm just not your deliverer uh, but I got to remind you Martha uh, that I am uh, the resurrection uh, and the life uh, and he that believeth in me uh, though he were dead yet he shall live can I tell you some of you don't have a lot of life in you this morning some of you just saying oh if we could just get through another service but can I tell you there's a God that is in this room and he still is the resurrection he is still the life and I know the enemy said it's over for you I know the enemy said your ministry's done I know the ministry said the church will never be what it was but I come to believe this uh, if somebody will begin to run uh, on behalf of that thing that the enemy said's dead uh, there's about to be resurrection life come to it if anybody believes it give him a hand clap of praise this morning We don't have to run to a prophet. We don't have to grab a hold of a garment. Uh, we don't have to do anything like that. Uh, but we today have an opportunity uh, to approach the throne room of God. And when we step in, 
Oh, can I tell you, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. How is it that in his presence, there's fullness of joy? It's because when you get into his presence, life comes in. Light comes in. Miracle working power comes in. Deliverance comes in. Hope is restored. Sickness and disease is dispelled. Oh, but preacher, you, I don't know, preacher. I, 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 I hear you, but I don't. Listen, I, this isn't just good for yesterday. This isn't just good for 20 years ago. This isn't just good for 100 years ago. But can I tell you, my phone rung Wednesday morning. Jack House called me. He said, I thought you'd want to know. He said, Mama, they think had a stroke this morning. And he said, I, we, they got her in the ambulance, and they're going to take her to the hospital. And I said, well, is she alert? Is she talking? He said, well, she's not talking. She's drooling out of her mouth, but she couldn't move her hand. And I said, all right, we're praying. And we kept in contact. Next thing I know, they're taking Mama to St. Vincent's. They're giving her a helicopter ride. How many knows if you're riding a helicopter, it's pretty serious. They said, we believe that she has a blood clot in the brain. We got to get her there and we got to do something. They gave her some medicine. This medicine, they said, usually doesn't work uh, in the majority of people. Listen, I'll give the medicine a little bit of credit because I like doctors, okay? Uh, but at the same time, I like them as long as they're treating you all. I, I, you know, I go to the great physician. That's all right. But there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just playing a little bit. But they give her this medicine. Well, they get her in that helicopter. They get her to uh, St. Vincent's. Okay, everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Nobody saw it. Wasn't up in screen. It wasn't going across Fox News. Uh, but there was something happening. Saints of God was praying. People began to pray. I tell you what I did in the spirit. That that's, that lady's got a special, special place in my heart. I love her dearly. And I tell you, I, I just uh, still, I miss her and Brother Charles sitting right over here. They, they, they've been some of my biggest cheerleaders. Uh, Charles is in heaven. But uh, Sister Nancy needed a touch from God. I tell you what I did. I didn't just say, oh, woe is me. Uh, oh, I don't want to lose another one. No, I began to pray and say, God, I know that all of us has an appointed time to leave. But I don't think this is her time. And what I did in my faith, I began to run. I, I took that measure of faith. Uh, it may not as be as much as your measure, but it's a measure of faith. And I began to run along with others. And can I tell you, when they got to the hospital and they started to do their thing, this is what they said. We don't know what happened. All we know is this. Uh, there is no blood clot there. Uh, and today, uh, Nancy is home. Uh, and she's moving and she's talking. Uh, can I tell you, uh, when some Somebody uh, or somebody's uh, will get up and begin to run towards that thing. Uh, listen, uh, then the natural, it says, oh, it's over. It's dead. Uh, it can never be. But can I tell you, uh, if I can get a Shumanite woman, uh, listen, I don't need a prophet. Uh, I don't need a preacher. I don't need the big guy uh, with his name in lights. All I need is a little woman of God uh, that will simply say, you know what? Uh, that prophet's been in my house. Uh, I know there's an anointing on his life. Uh, and I know that it was by him that that gift was given. Uh, and I know if I can get him back, uh, I've got the presence of God back. Uh, and if he's there, uh, then death has to go. Uh, I'm talking to somebody in this room today. Uh, the enemy said it's over. Uh, but I come to tell you as they sung this morning, uh, he's not done with you yet. 
But here's the deal. You're wanting everybody else to do it for you. But I'm here to tell you, take off your slippers and put on your running shoes, honey. Uh, because if you'll start to run towards that thing, uh, there is no devil in hell uh, that can keep that from you. I'm about to have me a Pentecostal fit while y'all sat there. Uh, can I tell you, uh, I've come to tell you, uh, we can't just sit any longer. I, 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 I gotta give you this real quick. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We receive it this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated just for a moment. I want to bring, I want to land this plane just for a moment. If they want to get ready to come to the music in just a moment. I come to tell you this this morning. This is what I sincerely believe that I heard the Lord deposited in my spirit over the last several days. That is this, that there is some heat beginning to return to that which is lying in a state of death. Now what does that mean? I have mentioned this in passing in recent months, but... I don't believe in happenstance. I believe in design by the Holy Spirit of God. When Jesus was on this earth, John the Baptist is baptizing the Jordan. And he's preaching repentance. On a particular day, Jesus is walking. And he says, behold, the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus comes and he says, you need to baptize me. And he says, who am I to baptize you? I'm not even worthy to undo your sandals. But in that moment of time, Jesus steps in to the Jordan River. And she's been baptized. The Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove and an audible voice is heard from the heavenlies. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit showed up in the form of a dove. We fast forward just a little better than three and a half years from that moment. Jesus has went to the cross He's been humiliated and beaten in Pilate's hall. He's fallen under the weight 
of that old rugged cross that was made from a tree that he created. He had stretched himself out and allowed them to drive nails in his hands and his feet. He had allowed them to plant a crown of thorns on his head. They'd stripped him. They pierced his side where everything that was inside of him emptied upon the ground. Joseph came and begged for the body of Jesus and they took and wrapped him linen cloth and placed him in a borrowed tomb. Hell was celebrating. The followers of Christ was mourning. The aroma of death was everywhere. There had been such a display of grief and darkness that when the sun should have been shining, gross darkness was upon the earth. But very early in the morning, the first day of the week, Mary and a few others was going to anoint the body of Jesus. And they arrived at that garden tomb. The angel of the Lord was sitting on the stone that had been rolled away and said, he's not here. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? After that, for 40 days, he showed himself with many infallible proofs, proving that it was him, that he had been resurrected. Standing out by the lake shore, he is giving some final remarks, and he simply says, not many days from now, you're going to be endued with power from on high, but you're going to have to go. You're going to have to run to Jerusalem. You're going to have to go up and you're going to have to stay there and tarry there. About 500 people heard that proclamation. We know this, that a multitude of people run to the city, climb the stairs. But in Acts chapter 2, it says that when they had gotten into a place, Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, you find that when they got in one mind and one accord, that all of a sudden there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. There was something coming. They didn't see it. They couldn't explain it. They didn't know what it was other than that the Lord had said, I'm going to endue you with power from on high that you can be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And all of a sudden, this sound begins to come. It says it sets down upon them as cloven tongues like as of fire. Was it by happenstance? Showed up in the form of a dove at the Jordan. But everything was already pure there. Everything was already holy there. But when the Holy Spirit come in Acts chapter 2, how many knows that there was just normal, ordinary people there that had made a decision that has thoughts just like you and I have, that has battles in their minds and in their emotions, that has to try to process things in this natural realm. But the Holy Spirit came in the form of fire. And how many knows that fire purges and quenches and purifies? 
and this fire come something else that fire does is it produces heat there was a supernatural heat that came into that room that day that let a cussing backslidden follower of Christ after he had prayed a prayer of repentance step into a place of power and boldness like he never had and he spoke with such anointing and authority that 3,000 men gave their life to the Lord that day what am I talking about today can I tell you the spirit of death was broken off of 120 people that day that then affected a multitude of others because there was heat that came into that room that was the presence of the Holy Ghost I say that to say this when the man of God come back to the little chamber in 2nd Kings chapter number 4 and he laid upon that boy had nothing to do with the man but it had everything to do with the God that was in the man and it says that the body began to wax warm that dead thing all of a sudden began to be covered with the presence of the Holy Ghost and he got out of that room and he went and he walked to and fro in the house and he went back and he laid down again and all of a sudden a boy sneezed seven times and his eyes opened and that which was dead began to live I may not be talking to everybody in this room today, but I'm talking to somebody. Maybe you held on to it as long as you could. Maybe you've even laid it down now. It says there's no life in it. But this little Shumanite woman, she said, I know what it looks like. I know what all five senses is telling me. But I know this, that there's one that's greater. I'm not making light of your situation. I'm not making light of your brokenness. I'm not disregarding your disappointments and your discouragement. But I'm here to tell you today. I believe it's safe to say that that little Shumanite woman didn't feel like running. She didn't feel like walking out of that room. That was probably the hardest steps that she ever made in her life when she laid that baby on the bed of the prophet and turned around to walk out of that room. I'm sure she probably even looked back multiple times saying, should I, should I not? Should? But there was something inside of her that was saying, go, 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 run. How do I know that to be true? Brother Jade mentioned Jarius earlier today. It's in my notes. I didn't get there today. But he's walking. Jesus, he hears, he hears the most damaging news that you could ever hear. Don't bother the master any longer. Your 12-year-old baby girl's already dead. It's too late. But Jesus said, 
Don't take my word for it. Take his word for it. Jesus simply turned to him and said this, believe only. What he was simply saying is just keep running with me. If you'll keep running with me, we're going to get to your house real soon. And we're going to walk in there and you're going to see something. It's time for us to begin to run for our nation, for our family, for our churches, for our ministries. Because can I tell you, there's a generation that's in the crosshairs of the enemy. The enemy would love to sift and tear apart before they even have a chance to live. But I come to tell you today, if a mama will run, if a grandma will run, if an aunt and an uncle will run, and they will run in faith, there is a sound of joy that's about to return. The power of resurrection is something we could not ignore. But can I tell you today, if we will choose to run, we will see the miracle hand of God. As we stand all over the house this morning. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell him, say, it's time to run. Turn to your other neighbor and tell him, say, it's time to run. I know you may not feel like it, but it's time to run. I know that everything around you says, oh, it's too late, but I come to tell you it's time to run. But you just don't know how long it's been this way. Here's what I do know. Lazarus had been laying in the grave for four days. And those around there simply, and Jesus said, just take away the stone. But Lord, he already stinks. Maybe that thing in your life already stinks this morning. But I'm going to tell you something. The smell can't stay. When resurrection anointing comes. Here's what I believe this morning. I believe there's some people in this room that's getting ready to live again. I believe there's some people in this room that's getting ready to laugh again. I think you're getting ready to experience joy. And I come to tell you that you're getting ready to have a reintroduction to peace. I know the enemy's lied to you and said, oh, you've fallen down too many times or you've disappointed or you've chose this path when you're supposed to do this path and I, I, I hear all the lies of the enemy I'm aware of them but I am also aware that John 10:10 10, 10 has not changed he has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that you may have life and life forevermore. 
You see, I, I know what it's like to sit there and watch and see things. Say, oh, yep, it's dying. Oh, it's dead. Oh, they did it that time. It's dead. Listen, we all done it. Listen, I stayed up to one o'clock Friday night just watching. And I, I, I talked to a TV. I don't think Evan heard me, but I tried. I tried to help him. But I thought, I, I mean, time after time, I was like, boys, boys, you all did it now. It's dead. You done now. And then somehow they'd claw their way back. And I was like, they'd die again. I was like, y'all. And I knew why I was preaching today. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, they, they're going to need some resurrection and on it if they're going to fix this. But then they made it to overtime. See, the enemy will try to tell you, oh, the clock is done, ran out. But I'm thankful that there's sometimes overtime. I don't know if you sense anything in this room or not, but I. But this morning, I'm here to tell you. It don't have to be what it looks like right now. But it's time for you to run back to the Father's house and say, I need you. And I'm trusting you and only you. That young man that was in a far country came to himself and he said, why in the world am I in this mess? There is more than enough at the Father's house. I want to tell you this morning, there's more than enough at his house. There's life. There's deliverance. There's freedom. There's hope. But there's resurrection anointing. I want to give you this real quick and we're going to pray. That little boy sneezed seven times, opened up his eyes and Elisha calls to his servant says go get that great Shumanite woman and she came in and he presented her a son that was alive and you know why she was able to receive a son that was alive it's because she was willing to run nobody else was running nobody else Everybody else was ready to call in the mourners. Everybody else was ready to say, oh, it's over. What a sad day. You know, there's a lot of people that's simply saying, oh, it's a sad day. The church is not what it used to be. Our nation's not what it used to be. Everything's just not what it used to be. You know what? But uh, every generation's had runners. Some of you need to realize God's designated you to run in this season. And if you'll run, life's about to come. Every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment this morning. Maybe you're under the sound of our voice in this room or on the other side of that camera lens this morning. And you would be honest before the Lord and you would simply say you know what there's there's something in my life that don't have no life in it 
It's not breathing. It's not moving. It's filled with death. Maybe it's great disappointment. Maybe it's ministry. Maybe it's past failures. The enemy just keeps it over your head continually. Saying you never could be, never can be. And you feel like because of the things that you've walked through, because of what you're walking through now physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that your enemy's saying, oh, it's too late. If the preacher would have preached this a month ago, it would have been all right, but it's, it's, our, it's been in the grave. It's been in the grave for a month. It's too late. By now it already smells. By now it already stinks. I wonder if you'll reach down in that. Don't go by feelings this morning, but that measure of faith that the word of the Lord says has been given to every man. Will you, will you reach down there and grab a hold of that and say, you know what? This is what I'm holding on to. I'm going to hold on to this. I'm not going to hold on what I see, what I hear, what I feel. But I'm going to put my faith and trust in this measure of faith. And if you'll make a decision to run with that faith, I believe this is a defining moment for you this morning. As you got your eyes closed, your head bowed this morning, you'd simply say this, preacher, you're talking to me this morning. Would you just lift your hand and put it right back down? You're talking to me this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Hands all over this room. Here's what I want you to do. You can open your eyes and lift your head this morning. Part of the, or all of the worship team, if you want, you can come. I want us to just enter into a place of worship and prayer for a moment. If you lifted your hands this morning, I do not believe it's by accident that you're here, but I believe it's by the design of the Holy Spirit. This is not to be received as just another message. It's not because I preached it. But this needs to be received by you as a word from the Lord because God wants to breathe on you today and he wants there to be dead things begin to live. So if you lifted your hands this morning, I'm going to ask you to step from the place where you are and come and join me in the front of this building. We're going to pray with you and pray for you. Without hesitation, without waiting on anyone else, but you want that thing to live. I want you to come and stand or kneel, however you're more comfortable. We're gonna pray with you today. And this is gonna be the beginning of the rest of your life where you're gonna walk with power and you're gonna walk with authority and you're gonna walk in victory as they come. Now as they get ready to minister in song, I need some men and women of God come and gather behind these men and women in this altar. I want us to pray. God's about to break some things. And there's some life coming. There's some breath coming. This isn't the time just to look on, but this is a time to pray. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. I hope this message blessed you. And if you could, please check the description below for all of our links to our social medias. Um, and as always, check our page. You'll see all of our previous messages there. 
Uh, I hope this message again blessed you and uh, reached you where you're at. And thanks for watching. See you soon.